This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Illegal Pete's is back, and we are so pumped to have them on board again. As you guys know, the pandemic shut down lots of restaurants, and Illegal Pete's was one of them. They've been back in action for a while now, and we couldn't be happier to promote them. They have a bunch of awesome new stuff going on, including their sound check promotion, which is an ongoing promotion at all locations that offers a free draft beer or house marg with purchase of an adult entree when the guest shows a same-day ticket to any event. So jump on that if you're starting to go out and do things again illegal Pete's can hook you up they also launched their party margs during the pandemic which are 32 ounce house margaritas four times larger than their normal one you can get stuff during happy hour at all locations from 3 to 6 p.m every day one dollar off all drafts one dollar off house and coin style margs twenty dollar party margs one dollar off large chips and queso as well just a bunch of awesome deals right now. Also, apparently their queso is really great and people love knowing that. So now you know. Head on over to Illegal Pete's and get yourself some awesome food today. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. AJ. Yo, what up? Is the middle of what is essentially the conference finals too early to call it silly season? Because this feels a little bit like a silly season show today. Given how boring these conference finals have been, it's been pretty silly. <laughs> All right. I don't I don't know if I'd say they were that boring. Certainly if you were an Isles fan last night wasn't boring. I didn't even watch. Yeah. I haven't watched that series. I watched that series last year and it's going the exact same way. So yeah. well. I said that it was gonna end up in it was gonna it was gonna be another six game series and guess what? Yeah. We're headed there. Somewhat predictable, perhaps, on so, that front. Uh, didn't didn't need to watch it again. Saw it last year, same team, same same result. <laughs> It's not a matchup they can handle. Not what we're talking about today, though. Today we're talking yeah, about today. Silliness. I want to. I want to ask you something before we start with uh, with the actual okay. hockey related things. Okay. Z and I were having this conversation yesterday. Oh boy. Uh, about 
Vegas residencies for bands or music musicians. Okay. And we were talking about which like which mus- musical artists musicians would you go and see in Vegas from like your like which which artist would you be most excited to go see in Vegas? You could pick anybody. Of like anybody or anybody that normally plays in Vegas. No, not anybody that normally plays in Vegas, just, just anybody. anybody. Yeah, because we were talking about like, oh, it's gonna be great when like 10 years from now Taylor Swift decides she's done and she's just gonna set up shop in Vegas and print money. Because I was <laughs> like, I would I will go to that. I will one hundred percent be making my way to that that kind of show. Boy. Yeah, I'd I don't know of anyone that I think would have like a really great Vegas show. Um, I like the Gaga answer. All right, I'm gonna great answer. I'm gonna say an answer that like doesn't make a lot of sense for me personally because I don't like this kind of music. But I think Vegas needs a show by like Guar or something, where it's just totally off the wall insane. Where okay. you have you have dudes like spilling pig's blood all over the the stands and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Okay. Um. Yeah, that so would be just, my. You just you don't even want to go to the to to the show. I'm not. I'm not a live music person. I've been I to mean, like it, one it, proper music show before. It's also not like my biggest thing, but. To go to Vegas and just like like when Blink was there, I would have been all about that. Blink would be super cool. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I you're asking the wrong person this question, basically. Ali, do you have any music uh, musical artists that you would pay to see in Vegas at some point in your life? I liked Tay Swift. Um, yeah, we did that though. Yeah, I was just telling Michaela that we went to a Taylor Swift concert at Mile High, and that was awesome. It was a fun night. Oh, and her internet went out. Crap. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right for the way this pod has gone. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I I did see Stomp in Vegas a long, long time ago. Nice. But I don't Madonna know. Madonna answer is good, too. Madonna no, I, I want nothing to do with Madonna. If someone said Foo cool. Fighters. They definitely make sense for Vegas, but. I'm back. I'm not dead. <laughs> we and still don't. She just leaves. <laughs> we still don't know who she wants to see. Well, I didn't know if you guys had moved on from the conversation. I just no. wanted to know. No, we're, still, we're still talking about music. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I just popped in and was like, "Hey, real quick." Um, Taylor Swift is a good one. I don't know. Who... I was Maybe. also struggling. Mary... Like, I really don't know. I've heard like. Re, like big stars right now, like Ariana Grande is really great in concert, but I've never been to. I like I don't know. I don't know. Not not my favorite music. So Ari is definitely like Vegasy though. Yeah, she's answer. like show. Like people yeah. say that even if you don't like her music, like her concerts are just like whoa, they're like a thing. Yeah, but I don't know. So like like that reminds me of Vegas. Bruno Mars will show up there one day. Ooh. This this whole conversation was inspired by the video that the some of the InSync and Backstreet Boys members made over the weekend where the they were all doing the choreography to bye bye bye. 
No way. They it also was, were, I saw a video of them singing uh, Avril Lavigne songs. I was like, what is happening? This is like was, early night or early 2000s. It was so cute. <laughs> Watch Sons it. and Prande is not great in concert. I've heard differently, but yeah, it depends on everyone. Everyone has different takes on that stuff. Yeah. Depends on what you think is great in concert. It's true. So, Blink anyway. sounds fun. I saw uh, my first concert ever was Spice Girls Reunion. Shit, that would be sweet. That would be that good. was wild. So they like brought someone sweet. from the audience down, gave him a little dance, and every I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> that should just be what Vegas is for. Vegas is just where bands get back together. Yeah. Yo, Gaga. I think Gaga would be amazing. Oh, She's I thought Gaga too. Unbelievable. So, yes. Are we sure that it was Avril Lavigne with Tony Hawk or Avril Lavigne's body double? Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. The conspiracy theory of Avril Lavigne. We should have put that on our conspiracy theory show. Oh, God. That's, a great, that's one of my all-time favorites, as Colin agrees. <laughs> Came to hear about trades and all I get is talk about Taylor. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. We'll, we'll get there, there. Man. It's the off-season. You guys are just going to have to deal with us having interest in other things for a little bit. So, uh, you know, New Kids on the Block would be a throwback. I wouldn't go see it, I, but the people who would be excited about it, I respect that. I'm going to need Evanescence to get back together in Vegas. You know, Amy Lee could sing. I, would uh, be, um, I, I don't know that I would go see that one, but, you know, if, if Chester was still alive, Lincoln Park would be great. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Um, someone talking about auto tune. We're going to see T Pain in Vegas. I'm on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Lonely Island in Vegas. <laughs> that would be fun. They do their Jack Sparrow song on the actual pirate boat outside Treasure Island. Oh, how awesome <laughs> would that be? <laughs> Okay, but for real. Yeah, not what we're here to actually talk about. Yeah, but. we're we're here to talk about probably something as likely as some of these options that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a vacuum, let, let's start here. In a vacuum where the salary cap doesn't matter and the price to acquire the player doesn't matter, Matt Kachuk makes your team significantly better. That's yeah. not a hard conversation to have. <clears throat> Yeah, what's wrong with Makachuk's hair? <laughs> I, it seemed like a relevant point. I thought I would just bring. I don't even uh, know what his haircut looks like right now. He got the curls. There's nothing wrong with curls. Yeah, girls love Tyson Jost. All right, is this why? Did he cut his curls into like a half mullet? Is that what we're talking about? Is bad? Oh, I don't know that I've seen that, but live live your truth, Makachuk. It's not great. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. This look. Is not great. Don't love it. Oh, I think that's awesome. Don't love it. I don't love the short sides, but his hair normally looks fine to me. Like, I have no problem when he's not rocking a curly mullet. Yo, that's badass. (laughs) Yeah, that's a metal haircut. You can see all the, like, hockey dudes are like, yes, that is the haircut, but it's not the male model haircut. It's look. Does he fit with the male models? Uh, I don't think so. But so it was adds, a good point. He well, he adds. I think he adds an edge to the male models. 
<laughs> I like the lines in the side. I think that's metal. I'm good. I'm good with that. He's like it's like the Patrick yes. Mahomes wannabe. Yes, look. balls on ice. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what's up. <laughs> Boss on ice. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, instead of jorts, Rudo, you got to get your hair like that. Oh, man, we have to bust out Allie's feminine products to get my hair that curly. I mean, we we can bring some of the, the little, like, scruncher thing and all that stuff. Yeah, what, you showed us that one, like, hair curler thing the other day. Oh, yeah, the one that, like, wrapped around? Yeah, yeah. That you didn't believe you was a hair curler? <laughs> yeah. Go check out our TikTok, guys. We've got a lot of funny and good content on there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely go look at that. And hopefully y'all know more than we did about those products. Um, in any case, regardless of his hair, Kachuk is... I mean, honestly, he... he has scored at top line production rates over the last couple of years. Yep. So from, from that standpoint, it's a no brainer. He will make your team better pretty much no matter who you are. If the rumors are to be believed as of late that he doesn't want to be, that he wants out of Calgary, which to be clear at this point, they're just rumors. I don't know how much legs they actually have to them. Well, we talked about Calgary last week. Yeah, a little bit, uh, and kind of, and I, I even said in passing, like that would be the perfect guy. It yep. would be Kachuk. It also makes very little sense from a team standpoint in Calgary to move that dude. Yeah, I mean that would be a like you got to burn it down. Yep, like you are burning it down. Yep, if you're moving on from Kachuk to the ground on so, the floor. From a from a Colorado fit though. Um, look, we'll, we'll 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 get into what it might take to get him. How how willing we'll get there. each of we'll us get there. Yep. would be to to do it, and then what we would give up, and all those types of things. Uh, we'll get into all that, but just on the surface, Makachuk is available. You at least make that phone call. Yep. It's not it's not hard to be interested <laughs> in any case. Um, I think. I think the part of Kachuk's game is that he checks kind of everyone's boxes, right? Like you have the Avs fans that want them to get bigger, grittier, stronger. He does that. You have the Avs fans that want to maintain high production, get more consistent production out of what would be their second line, or you could put them on the top line, whatever. It doesn't matter how you drop them into your top six. He's going to help you score more as well. So he's also, I mean, he's not, all-world defensively or anything, but he's not going to hurt you defensively either. Yeah, he's, so, not, he's not a bad defensive player at all. Yep. So there's there's no downside to acquiring Matt Kachuk, the player. There's lots of downside in acquiring what is going to be his cap hit now and in the future, as well as the cost it's going to take to get him. Uh, potentially. Obviously, you never know, but... I would lock myself in my crawl space for three months if Kachuk were here and Landy was gone. Yeah, I. The, the, I the, 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 that's particularly funny if you're if you know that Cygnus <laughs> is super tall and all leg. So I the know. idea of him like smashing himself into a crawl space is particularly amusing to me. Can I start calling him Harry Potter? Oh, that's cruel. <laughs> 
Jeez, um, man. But look, there are if Kachuk is actually available, there are 31 teams in the NHL calling about him. Yeah, Seattle's Every, calling like extremely is, hard. Yeah, what does, what does Seattle have to offer at this point? They're not giving up number two overall. <laughs> So, I mean, like, Seattle calls and is like, hey, look, when we get some expansion lists, yeah, right. we can revisit this. Ask again after they've convinced four teams to give them their first round picks and then go from there. <laughs> uh, that'd be good. But we'll have to. <clears throat> Seattle would have to do some finagling. I'm Honestly, a lot of teams would have to do some finagling. And part of the problem, if Kachuk wants out, is there's a significant number of teams that just straight up won't be able to afford him. Yep. So we can get into that conversation in the second period. We do have to take our first period break first, as we are brought to you by Breckenridge brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get it down at the DNVR bar or at your local liquor store using the Breck beer locator online. Try their seltzers as well. I know AJ is going to, going to try to bring some up to Canada with him when he gets the chance, but border patrol might uh, have to snipe him. Shout out to um, anybody in Winnipeg that's going to be there all summer, hopefully, if things ease up a bit. It would be cool to see some DNBR peeps in Canada. Come chill with the Winnipeg gang. Yeah. <laughs> also brought to you by Solace Med. That's S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. You get 20% off online when you use code DNVR20 and pick up at any of the four locations here in Colorado, including one just a couple blocks away from the DNVR bar. Jump on that. They also have select products ranging anywhere from 10 to 25% off when you go in store. So take a look at their selection. They have a bunch of amazing products. They'll take care of you top to bottom. So also DNVR memberships, those are cool. Or if you're not going to do a membership, at least like and subscribe to the video because that helps us out a ton here on YouTube. So jump on that. If you really like us, you can get the annual membership where you get a free shirt. You get a big beers at the DNVR bar. You get access to the DNVR lounge where we're always chatting. All that good stuff. You can come hang out with us. Always a fun time. Looking forward to it. Very likely, uh, you know, Using the DNVR lounge and stuff for future shows when we start to do be a GM modes on Cat Friendly's tool or, or potential uh, mock drafty kind of stuff. So. <laughs> I got a DM last night. Uh oh. That said, from one of our listeners that said, My be a GM is ready. When are you guys doing the, the be a GM show? <laughs> like, I already did my off season and I was like, I'm not sure yet, but. It's coming it'll at some come. point. Yeah, it'll it's come. It's coming at some point. <laughs> All right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So let's let's get into it here. First of all, let's talk about Kachuk's contract situation. Because yeah. as it stands, he has one year left on a $7 million deal. He will be RFA at the end of it. So if you do acquire him, you retain his rights. But... It's going to be payday for Matt Kachuk. Um, The Avs would have to move out significant money to make this function. And look, the the obvious slot in spot is that he replaces Brandon Saad in the Avs top six, essentially. Saad does not return. You replace him with Kachuk. 
they lose some money in the expansion draft one way or another. Mm-hmm. But then you still are looking to shed probably more than that, whether it be... Well, and this is where the, the deal, the cost of the deal gets into it, because you right. have to give up a contract. Right. You're giving up significant money coming back the other way. So the thing is, is he's so it's $7 million this year. Right. But Okay, and then he's got one more RFA year next season. That you are and, looking to extend him long term, probably right. And he's got a nine million dollar qualifying offer, which really isn't that big of a deal. You're not really that wor- you're not really worrying about it because you'll just sign him to a yeah. longer term contract. And yep, it's not that a nine million dollars is purely to ensure that if he's in a situation he doesn't want to be in, he, he can, can get just- nine million for a year and be done with it. Yeah, yep, for sure. And go and go play wherever he wants to go. Yep. That's just bargaining power for him so otherwise the nine million dollar qualifying offer just isn't that meaningful he's not going to get nine million dollars on a new contract nope um, and- if you look at it like you look at his production look he's he's a really really good player miko ranton got nine two five he's not getting that ranton and significantly more productive than <laughs> so significantly more productive yeah Kachuk has one year in the ballpark of point per game, and even that's under a point per game. So, realist, like you're you're looking at Kachuk as maybe a sixty-five point player, sixty to sixty-five point guy. Realistically, um, you think more? Do you think more like seventy? I do. I I struggle with that because his one big year, he it was his highest shooting percentage year by a lot. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking for him to repeat the 34 goals necessarily. Yeah, he much like as everyone in the chat is comparing him to Landeskog, though he's pretty automatic for 20 in a full season. Oh yeah. So certainly, there's a lot of value there, but it, when you're looking around the league and and you're looking for comparable deals. Certainly, I would struggle to see anyone wanting to pay him more than eight million. Yeah, I think eight million is where I'd have to stop. Like Rijo's deal or something like that. I know that's somewhat old, but flat cap has weird effects. But I mean, it's it's that's the thing is that there are not going to be any any comparables for him. Yeah, that make any sense. Like he's not, you know, he's not going to get Marner money. Obviously, he's not even going to get Ranton in money. So, will he go up from that seven million? Probably, but not significantly. Yep. Um, and not that seven million isn't already a lot. An insane amount of money, right? Like, but that's where that's where you get into the cost of the deal, and I mean, you start with Burakovsky. Sure. Do you want to go that way about it? Yeah, I mean, I think that's where you like you would like to build around that second line, right? Yep. But you have to move money. You can't just add Kachuk 7 million and trade away picks and prospects and be like, it's there. I think the, uh, yeah, I think the much easier look to do thing would be EJ. Okay. Well, (laughs) Calgary's not trading no, I get it. There's a there's a bunch of other stuff you have to add there, and and the deal ends up being 
massive at that point. You're probably talking about losing New Hook in that deal. Are you? I think if I'm Calgary, that's what I'm asking for. Okay, well, when you get told no, then what are you asking for? Then it probably breaks down, but... uh... I mean, I think there's enough there that they can come up with a deal. I mean, not like Andre Burakovsky's a peasant. So, if you're the Avs, do you try... Like, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in the expansion draft, but can you try and make a deal there around Donskoy instead of Burakovsky? No. I mean, why would Calgary do that? Well, obviously, there's other first-round picks and probably prospects involved in this deal. Yeah, but I mean, what good does Jonas Donskoy do them? It's a waste of time. Why? Because he doesn't do anything for them. He is going to produce less than Burakovsky, but he can come in and play a winger role. Yeah, I mean, yes, he has a heartbeat. He has a pulse. He can come in and play hockey. But I mean, like, he's not an impact player. You're not getting anything. Like, you would, they would have to be, if they try to build a, a deal around Tonskoy, it would have to, it would have to cost the Avs, like, multiple firsts. It would have to cost them several of their, pro- I mean, the, at that point, you you are giving up a new hook if you're trying to mess with Donskoy as your money. I mean, yeah, I I, don't, I think it doesn't make a ton of sense for the Evs otherwise, because when you start talking about Kachuk and Burkowski, look, I get it. Burkowski is not going to give you anywhere near the production that Kachuk might, but you're you're talking into a conversation of min-maxing at that point. Well, I think they're going to give similar production. I mean, uh, Kachuk, Kachuk has, like, the higher end, right? Sure. But you look at, I mean, Burakovsky had 44 points in 53 games and 45 points in 58 games in the last two years. Like, he's on his way, both essentially 20-goal seasons. He's on his way to pretty good, like... He's a legitimate top six player. Yeah. So, so to my but point, he's I, also 26 and heading into UFA. So he's going to be expensive on his own, which is why he makes sense in that deal. Maybe I, I think he might make sense for the Avs. I don't think that makes a ton of sense for Calgary, it, the UFA side of him coming through there. Unless, I mean, you know, if they have an agreement in place to sign, extend him or whatever, that'll or change. Or they, they can use Burakovsky to turn around and. Because, again, if they're trading Kachuk, you're burning it down. Yeah, right. Calgary's starting over, which is why I'm saying their number one target, I think, would be Newhook. Well, right, but Colorado won't do that. That'll that'll be a no. I I think Colorado probably doesn't end up with Kachuk then is my point. But So I think they would have to be – I mean, that you you start with Burakovsky, and then they could – because Colorado has to move money out in order to take money in. That's what I'm saying. We can start with Berkey. It's fine. And then, and then whatever they do with Burkowski is up to them, man. A 26-year-old 20-goal scorer who's heading into free agency is going to have value. Yeah. Like, they can they can either re-sign him, which I don't know why they would. They should just turn around and trade him for a first-round pick to a team that needs him. Like, and they that's how that's what you do. You you get Burkowski from Colorado, and then you get Connor Timmons, and you get Justin Barron, and you get a first a first round pick. And then you turn around and you trade Burakovsky to another team for a first-round pick and, you know, whatever, maybe a prospect too. 
but that's what you do. And then that's how you that's how you rebuild all of it. That's just, how that's how you reload your organization with just blood. feels like unnecessary extra steps when they could go somewhere else with Kachuk. But sure. maybe, well, maybe and and like you know maybe that's where Buffalo rolls in is like, hey, we'll start we'll, we'll start with Jack Eichel. And then Colorado's like, well, we aren't not going to compete with that. Yeah, <laughs> can't touch that shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but I, that's where, that's that's just where if, because again, I'll, I'll, if they're trading Kachuk, they're starting over. They're getting right. They're not just trading Kachuk. They're trading Monahan. They're trading Goudreau. Everything. Trading going. Lindholm. Yeah. And then getting Burakovsky doesn't do anything for them. I agree. That's it why it just takes money in. Colorado has to get rid of money. Yo, I and I and understand then, Colorado has to get rid of money. If you're but... Calgary, do you want Eric Johnson and six million dollars for two years that you're gonna have trouble moving? Or do you want Burakovsky that you're not gonna the Burakovsky could be a Calgary, he could be a Calgary flame for 25 minutes because he's got value around the league. 20 teams in the NHL would love to have that guy. I mean, so so that's why I'm choose that's why I'm starting with Burakovsky is that. Yeah, it'll be a pending UFA. So but you, you just get that guy and then move him on. But, so you would rather give them Burakovsky than throw in the extra first or whatever that they would end up flipping Burakovsky for anyway. Yeah, well, you'll have to you have to get rid of money. No, I, if, I understand, if, like, but I'm that's the only reason but, I'm involving Burakovsky but, in this. You would have loved to build Burakovsky and Kachuk as your wingers. That would be perfect, but, but you're it, not in that world. Would it be that hard to? to move a Don score who's a million less that you get rid of. Sure. But yeah, well, he wouldn't have any value to them because that's a middle six player that they're not going to be able to turn on and flip for very much value. And then if he plays but, for them, well, he doesn't I, do that's anything. What I'm saying is the abs are giving the value that they would have gotten anyway by flipping someone like Burakovsky, if they throw in another first or something like that. I understand what you're saying, but from Calgary side of things, that first then Jonas Donskoy is just there, right? Yeah, but then they can flip Donskoy for a fourth round pick or whatever. Nothing they can just dump him and it's fine because they already got the value from the abs trade. Yeah, Kadri can't fit into this because he already vetoed the trade to Calgary. Yeah, once. There's zero chance that Kadri ever goes to Calgary. So um that's not on the table. Yeah, he already but. said no. So I, that's why we're not talking about Kadri. Otherwise, Kadri would have been the money I would have started with. So, I mean, we could Because, continue. I mean, imagine imagine if you could with Kadri, because then you could go with Kachuk, Newhook, and Burakovsky on your second line, and you're feeling sexy. Yeah, that feels and great. You keep, but... you keep Landeskog long term, and then as Landeskog ages, he and Kachuk just switch spots. So... I know we're talking awesome. a lot about the dollar value here, but I did want to nail down what it would actually take to get him. Kachuk, that is. So we're talking about a top six player. Yeah. Probably, you know, if we're talking about a Timmins, that's a budding NHL player. I think, he's a, I, I think he's a second pairing defender in sure. a situation where he gets to play a lot. Sure. It, it if a team is blowing it up, he's in their starting lineup immediately. Yeah, like in like uh, Timmons. Timmons in Colorado is kind of stuck. Yeah, agreed. As a third pairing guy right now, and I think he will outperform that. And like, there's plenty of reason to believe. Like, hey, he you just keep him right. Yep. And like, you let him be a really good third pairing guy. That's just better than your average bear down there. 
but you also know that at some point, you know, he's going to start to produce offense. He's going to start to push. He's going to want a bigger role. He's not going to be happy playing 17 minutes a night behind the star studded guys that are in front of him and all that. So that's where the other conversation comes in. Do you just start the Kachuk conversation with the defense? Do you go with Sam Gerard? I wouldn't. Like, I understand the value of that contract is, is incredible. But you can also quote kind of replace Sam Gerard internally with Bowen Byram. So, all right. I mean, like, again, this is going to come down to the total contract value. Are we talking one for one Taylor Hall for Adam Larson? Sure. I'll do Sam for Gerard straight up for Kachuk. I would, I would also do Sam Gerard straight up for Kachuk. But I'm assuming Calgary's going to want more than that. How, I mean, how much more would you look at? Um, if they want more, it has it can't be a big ask. That's what I'm saying. And I think, again, if they're moving Kachuk, they're blowing it up. That means they're going to want things like first-round picks or high-level prospects. And yeah, that's well, where I mean, well, it's really hard. A, if, if you get a 20, what is he, 23, 22-year-old 22, Sam Gerard, I think, yeah. Then, you know, you're getting, you're getting a, a really good young defender. I, I hear you, but also, what's to stop Sam Gerard from just saying the exact same thing Kachuk just said, if this rumor is true? The fact that he has six years left on his contract and Kachuk has essentially two more years until he can walk I, into free I, agency. I get the difference there. That's, but. that's it. That's what, what, what. Sam, what, what a guy with six years left on a contract wants doesn't matter. You're also buying six years of a guy where, I mean, you're, Calgary's blowing it up if they're doing this. Right. So you're essentially wasting the first couple of years of that deal. Yeah, I mean, but by the by the end of it, by look, if they if they blow it all up, they go first round picks, blah blah blah. You fast forward, let's say three years until they're competitive. He's still 25 years old. Yeah, and he's still and he's still signed for, for three, three more, more years, years after that. That's why. Him being as young as he is makes you could put him into a rebuild there because he'll still be useful. If he was 26 years old, then I then it wouldn't make any sense because you're just you're Anthony Mantha in Detroit at that point. But at 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 Gerard's current age, when you know theoretically, if they make all these deals and they, they trade all these guys for futures, three years until those futures start to hit and come into fruition and all that stuff, then there you go. You know, Gerard is still, he's right in the heart of his prime to help them. And then, you know, Kachuk is also right in the heart of his prime to help Colorado. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. I still one, struggle. One for one, I do it. But yeah, same, same. If they want more than that. It gets then, hard to do, yeah. Then I'm saying no, because Gerard is too good, too, too good of a player and too valuable. It, contract. The, right. It, the reality is defensemen in the NHL are just more of a premium product than forwards are. Yep. Full stop. Yep. And especially a guy that in Colorado, at least initially, would be on your second line. Yep. So I, I definitely don't think Calgary would want to do it for one for one. And I would struggle to give up more than a one for one deal in that specific case. Um, but maybe that's another way they could look at an angle to get the job done. Because if you're doing a if you're doing a forward for a forward spot, uh, 
you're looking at giving up significant prospect capital and you know, you can call T- Connor Timmons, whatever you want. He's kind of a graduated prospect at this point. I think he is. Um, so they full-timed him the second half of the season and yeah. the postseason. They had Bowen Byron ready to take his job, and they didn't do it. He's yeah. he's graduated, bro. It's done. Yep. yep. Cap Friendly has him on the Eagles right now, and I'm just like, he's not going back there, buddy. No. But then you're you're looking at giving up probably another high-end prospect at that point. Now, what do you want to call that? Is that a Shane Bowers? Is that a Justin Barron? I think there's a big difference between those two guys. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it a Martin Cout? Where, well, I think, where do you draw that line? Well, if, I think you've I think, already said no to Newhook. Well, I think Barron is a guy that, for the same reason that you can survive moving on from Gerard, you're okay yeah. moving on from Barron. Is that, totally, totally. That's a guy that, like, would you love to have him? Would you love to have him, you know, and, and on the ELC and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, of course. But. Hellison wouldn't be enough. The yeah, Hellison's not a high end prospect. He just doesn't hold a ton of value in a trade. Like he's, I think he would be a good. He's a good B prospect in a deal. Yeah, he's he's like he's, the last piece to make it fall into place. Exactly, kind of he's the guy that pushes you across the finish line, not the guy that gets you to pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but Baron Baron is a different conversation. Baron is a guy that you can dream on right now as a top pairing defenseman. I. Don't know that I am personally, but <laughs> look at the year that he just had. He was finally healthy. Yep. He tore up Halifax, rolls into the AHL, and looks just very, does his very thing comfortable. Against pros, yeah. Yeah. It's not, and, and you look at his size, and you look at his skating ability, and you're like, okay. This, this sure seems like a fit. <laughs> this is a guy that yeah. you're going to have to keep an eye on now, and... Could be again, could be a, a legitimate top four guy for you. Yep. I mean, it's the reality of it is, I think the Avs are one, two, maybe three years away from being Nashville in 2016. Yeah. Like they just have too many NHL caliber defensemen and they have to find value by moving them out. There's yeah. some of them. I mean, Look, you're not. I don't think we're ever going to see an Avalanche defense that just had. I, I don't think we're ever going to see an Avalanche defense that has Gerard, McCarr, Byram, Timmins, and Barron. It would be really hard to fit all of that. I don't think. I don't think that there's ever going to be a, an Avalanche defense that has all those cats. It's because just, I just other teams, I think are going to try and make it worth Colorado's while to move them, and Colorado's going to use that opportunity to stick some money and you know stick a JT Comfort contract next to it and move it out to try and keep the roster as balanced as possible. Yep, I, I tend to agree with you. Also, you run into contract and dollar value problems. Not to mention their entire defense would be like 25 and under <laughs> with that setup. I mean, I didn't include John. Uh, I always call him John. What is with me lately? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't include Devon Taves in that con- in that right. conversation, who is right. signed for three more years and is coming off a phenomenal and, and year. Is, yeah, like arguably the Evs' second best defenseman this year. But <laughs> um, 
So it's it's going to be an interesting conversation how the Avs want to use those assets because uh, look, obviously AJ and I are still big believers in guys like Martin Count and Shane Bowers. But if new hooks off the table, the Avs don't have the high end prospects to give that they do on the defensive side with their forward yeah. prospect. Yeah. Players. I mean, if, if you're talking top forward prospects right now, it's new hook. Yep. And then after that, it's a conversation. Big gap to it's, the next guy. It's yeah. some conversation of uh, Ranta, Bowers, Cout, Cout, Foodie, Bokash. Yep. Am I missing anybody? I probably wouldn't even have Bokash in that conversation. But yeah. I wouldn't. I, okay. Agreed. That's, I would have, I'm fine moving on, uh, sure. leaving him off the list for now. Yep. So it's, it's some mixture of those cats. None of those guys is really high end, although Ranta probably has the sexiest of the shine right now. Sure. Because everybody feels great about him and he hasn't had a year to languish in the AHL where you're wondering when the hell is this guy ever gonna see the NHL? <laughs> Definitely true. But but again, yeah. it's just there isn't the caliber of <laughs> But Kill McCarr's not going anywhere. You're fine. Yeah. That, you don't have to worry about those tears, my friend. Yeah. McCars. I was going to say, I would cry too. Like, that's that, not, that'd be terrible. There, there, there's one guy in the NHL I would realistically consider consider trading Kale McCarr for, and Colorado doesn't need him. <laughs> so. I, I feel like you could switch that on your head and say, Colorado already has that dude. Yeah. Sure. And they the like, only dude I'd trade him for. Yeah, they don't need a franchise center because they got one already. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, it would be McDavid. Yeah, but... <coughs> yeah, he'd be the only one. Do you want a multiple-time Hart Trophy winner after this year for a Norris Trophy finalist? Yeah, boy. <laughs> Yeah. What a blockbuster that would be. <laughs> that would be that would be a one for one tweet that would rock the world. Like the hockey world wouldn't know what to do. Yep. I wouldn't even know how to feel about it. I yeah, it'd be it'd be super weird. It would be super weird. Like I where would you even start with that? You'd uh, Yeah. One of them, I mean, you probably just play one of them on the wing, like Team Canada is going to do, right? But no, no, you go, you go down the middle. Yeah, I let one of those guys just feast on second lines. <laughs> Look, Vegas through the kitchen sink at Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> they don't have enough house left to handle that shit. <laughs> Okay, well, take our second period break there because, you know what? Sometimes you have to throw the kitchen sink at your junk. Stop doing that and get the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off with code DNVR20. Sure. (laughs) All right, sometimes it gets unruly down there, AJ. Sometimes you got to weed whack a little bit, you know? That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, man. Totally. <laughs> Spoken like a man who's never had to deal with it before. Uh, I mean, 
<laughs> totally, man. That's just what happens. Okay, promo code. Let's go. Yeah, DNVR20. Use the code to get uh, free shipping and 20% off with their new Perfect Package 4.0. Less, less bonk. No lie. My wife actually used the trimmer to help shave her legs the other day. So, like, it does have non-bonk uses as well. It can be useful in actually shaving your normal hairs. So, get on it. Do that. Check them out today. Also brought to y'all by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for quite a long time here in Denver. They're local big sports fans. You know, they're our type of people. So check them out at dnvrmortgage.com and get a free consultation as well as a chance to win some free DNVR merch as well. Look, they're awesome. Mike is a certified financial planner. So unlike a lot of these places where they just want to get you a great rate, they can not only get you that with Chevalier Mortgage, but they will take a look at your entire picture and get the exact right loan for you. So check them out today. It's a super stressful process, and they will take care of you top to bottom when you're looking into buying a house. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Also, while you're on it, Head on over to get a better insurance, Gabby Insurance. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash D-N-V-R. Look, if you're going to buy a new house, you're going to want house insurance. And Gabby can get you the best deal on it. They can also take care of your auto insurance. Us here at D-N-V-R have saved yeah. hundreds using the service. In some case, even over $1,000. AJ's memeing at the chat. but mm, uh, Matt Barzell got fined for cross-checking. He got a fine? Okay. Did Joel Edmondson get anything for that uncalled penalty the other night? No. <laughs> it's uh, awfully convenient that the whole biased for Vegas side of the refs fans when Joel Edmondson gets away with stuff like that. But anyway, not the point. Get yourself insured. Save yourself a ton of money. It's awesome. Do that. Uh Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Look, the Avs are very solid, as is, I think. The soup's good, man. And that makes it hard to, <clears throat> to move in a piece as big as Kachuk. Yeah. So. I just don't think... 45 minutes, we've spent probably 30 of these, 35 of these. Yep. Talking about Makachuk, and I just don't see how they make it work. It's I don't. too much either. money. I don't. I don't see how it's, it's – unless something weird happens, right, where – some craziness goes on where they can move out EJ's contract for free, essentially. <laughs> the 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 deal that we were just talking about, like Burakovsky and all that, and then they just tack on EJ's six million to it. Yeah, right, exactly. And it, someone has to help them out. Is my yeah. point? Like, not make them overpay to to dump some cap, essentially. Um. So. I, I don't see how they fit the seven mil. I It's even harder for me to see how they fit his next contract, particularly with McKinnon's deal coming up. Yeah. It's well, because we, I mean, we haven't really gotten into it, but next year, yep. next July 1st, Colorado can start talking extension yep. with Nathan McKinnon. They, that, 
at that point, McKinnon is eligible to sign an extension. So yep. it gets real hard to pay McKinnon if you add on a seven million dollar plus player. Well, if you give if you give Kachuk eight million on, right, sure. on his next deal, and then Landy seven million on right. his next deal, you can't keep Grubauer. Yeah, it's not even a question at that point. It, you're you're shedding pieces at a rapid rate if you make a move like that. Yeah. Granted, if that move wins you a cup, you don't care. But is this is this one of the if Landis got walks in free agency? Yeah, that then yeah, it's much more then, of a conversation. Not only is it much more of a conversation, but something like this yep. becomes important. Whether it be Kachuk or Reinhardt or whoever, yeah. Yeah. You have to you have to get a bona fide top six player that has that I don't know if I want to call it an edge to their game, but can do the dirty work for the uh the superstars like a McKinnon and Rantanen. Someone that that had that can go to the front of the net, that can get to the dirty areas and keep plays alive for those guys. Mm-hmm. So, definitely, if in a world where Landy ends up going to free agency, we'll be talking about this again, I would think. But I don't think Landy's going to free agency. So, yeah. Although, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Clock's ticking. Crazy things can happen. There's no doubt about it. Um, they really need to start finalizing some decisions here in the next three weeks. Yeah, if they have, if they have nothing done going yeah. into the week of the drafts, they're in trouble. They're definitely at least in Landy trouble. Yeah. So could be tough. Um, it we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and this one is a weird one because I think there's significantly more legs to some other rumors out there, like the Seth Jones stuff, the the Eichel and Reinhardt stuff in Buffalo. Yeah, now, um, we talked about. I mean, we talked about Reinhardt last week. Where if Landy walks, Reinhardt's the first thing that you do. Yeah, yeah. I think with if with if Kachuk's, Kachuk's on the market, he becomes option A. Yeah, he's option A, and then Reinhardt would be option B. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually agree. Um, as much as I love Reinhardt, same. But uh, Makachuk is a—he's a different animal. Yeah. Are you are you worried at all about when it comes to Kachuk? Would you be worried at all about what has been kind of lackluster postseason performances so far? Not in no, like really limited. Obviously, uh, really limited career in the postseason. Let me see. Calgary has five points shit. in fifteen games. One of his first his rookie year, he had four playoff games with no points. Yeah, I'd, it's not great, but I'm not worried about that at all. I mean, I part of that is, is going to be role in the playoffs for him too because they put him in a role where he's averaging under two shots a game. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, no. The short answer is no. And again, okay. you're, you're putting him in a role – where yes, you you need a certain level of production, but let's be honest in the playoffs, that job's dude is going to be the option that is either just giving pucks to the big guns or is the dude that's wide open because they're doubling Nathan McKinnon or something. Are you worried at all about Kachuk's general douchebaggery? No, the, the Kachuk's... that part of a selling point. 
I think it is, yes, part of his selling point is definitely the, the scummery. Um, the type of player that, you know, every team in the league hates until they play for you. Yeah. And it, it I don't think, I think it's extremely similar to Gabe Landeskog when he was a little bit younger, where he walks that line and on occasion he will step over it, but it's never anything super egregious. Um, yeah. I, I definitely think he's a pest to play against, but getting him away from the battle of Alberto probably helps him. Yeah. Yeah, and and as yes, you I will be at the golf course for the uh, the DNVR golf guys. My tee time's four thirty, so I will be at the party. Coming for that Breck Brew bag, want to win it. Um, as as Chad is is reminiscing here in in a universe where you keep it, you have Kadri and Kachuk as your second line, and every team in the league hates their lives playing against that line. Yeah. That's, I'm just saying, but would that not be the perfect line to just drop Martin Cowett on to? Yeah. Boy, that'd be fun. <laughs> the other the other perfect line for him would just be a, uh, would be that Nichushkin Joe slide. Yeah. I, you wonder how much offense you get out of it, but. That te- that line would just grind teams to death. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. It a fun conversation on Kachuk. If certainly feels a bit unrealistic for Colorado right now. Um. But that can change in the future. You never know how things shake out. Uh. I'm actually interested to see how our our week of shows that we've done and probably will continue to do through the rest of this week look in a month's time after the two drafts yeah and see how close to to target we actually were but should be fun any final thoughts on Kachuk Calgary it, I I'm here comes the part where you tell me they should uh they should target Mangiapane if they really are blowing it up no, no. They should start with Kachuk and Lindholm if they're blowing it up. Fair enough. <clears throat> no argument for me. Um, so, would be great too. They as a tertiary option. So, everyone wants Calgary to blow it up, is what it sounds like. They have a bunch yes. of good players that everybody wants. Exactly. <laughs> Blow it up and give us give us like one good carcass for all the vultures to start to circle. <laughs> it's so boring watching it be Buffalo every damn year. <laughs> that, that carcass is down to bones at this point. Seriously. <laughs> like, golly, we're talking we're talking about Eichel and Reinhardt over here. Yep. Unbelievable. Rough, rough, rough. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here for the day. Thank you for hanging out, chat. Whether you watch, listen, or consume the podcast in any way you do, we appreciate you. Again, like and subscribe to the video on YouTube. Highly recommend you watch us on YouTube. It's the best way to get the pod. You can see our ugly faces as well as, you know, cool graphics and images that we brought up, like Matt Kachuk's curly mullet with the sideburn lines. Uh, Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Curly mullet with sideburn lines. Yep. Look, that's what you're missing. You have to listen to my bad descriptions of them if you're not watching the YouTube video. So, Remember after uh, 
when we had Rudo describe memes to the podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough. That's, that's that was a tough amazing. job. It's a tough job. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're out of here. Thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. And remember, Thursday evening, I believe around 5 p.m., we're having the 1,000th episode of the DNVR Avalanche podcast going to be some uh, familiar faces on the show hope y'all will tune in and and have a drink with us enjoy reminiscing about or maybe getting caught up with the history of bsn dnvr until then we'll talk to y'all later